0: Welcome back to She Got Next, episode six, which sounds crazy to say. I say that every single week, but it is crazy to say. Welcome back. This is episode six. Today is Thursday, not Wednesday, because I'm sick and I've been fighting for my life. So we just had to recuperate really quick. Dallas, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm not sick, fortunately, but you know, it's all good. I'll make sure I drink enough juice for the both of us.
0: You don't have to rub it in that you're just fine and healthy. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Let's dive into some of these trending topics. The first one, it was posted everywhere, so we got to talk about it. Tara Vanderveer, the Stanford coach, she just became the winningest college coach ever. So in history. So she's been coaching for Stanford since 1985. So before all of us were born. Um, But, yeah, so she just passed. Coach Mike Sheshewski out of Duke. And the comments were kind of like happy, but you know people always have to hate on women's coaches and so they're like, oh well, it's not the same because she's it's for a women's team and not a men's team, yada, 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 yada. What do you think about that argument, Dallas?
1: I mean, to be the best and win the most at anything is a great accomplishment. Man, woman, child, anything like mm-hmm. it's a great accomplishment, especially to in college basketball when there's so many other historic coaches that have been coaching both men's and women's game uh, to be at the top of the, any any ranking. It's just mm-hmm. out there. And So it's definitely an accomplishment to be proud of.
0: For sure. And so she was already the – she had the most wins for the women's team after she passed Pat Summit's record. Now that she passed Coach K's, she um, passed it for the men as well. So, the UConn coach, Gino, he's third on the all-time list now. So, it's her, Coach K, and then Coach Gino. But he's really, really, really close. So, he's expected to pass Coach K this season as well. And I'm interested to see how people are going to act once he passes Coach K because he's a man. Like, do you think their reaction will be any different? Um,
1: I feel like it will be pretty much the same. I don't really think it's going to be that much of a difference and i feel like it's a little easier in the women's game just because in the men's game you're not going undefeated that much um a lot of times there are a lot of school well we had a stretch in women's basketball where there were women's teams going undefeated through the whole season so mm-hmm. uh men's game it, it's very rare cuz it's just it's tough in the men's game uh there are a lot of good schools that aren't really highly ranked in men's basketball uh women's basketball the lower Schools usually don't get those wins, but men's game, you got to come play every night.
0: My only thing though is that I feel as though if it's, it shouldn't matter what gender because it's not men versus women or women versus men. It's this is a women's team playing against other women. So it's fair. Yeah. It was men's team playing against other men. So it's still a win is a win regardless. You know? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Basically, like the point I was making is it's just, uh, I feel like there are, and I feel like it's going to change in the near future. I feel like there in the men's game, there are just a lot more talented players in the world than there are women. It's like, it's just that's, I think the culture is shifting now where mm-hmm. more and more women are picking up the basketball at a younger age, younger age. But right now, men, most men are training basketball at like two years old. Like, and it's just so much talent in the world that even the lower schools are having, uh, excellent basketball players that have D1 talent, but they're just at this school because either their grades, uh, some trouble they had in their high school life, anything like that. It's just a lot more variables, I feel, and it makes the competition a little bit harder.
0: Mm.
1: That's my opinion, though. You know, it's definitely opinion-based.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't disagree, but I don't know if I agree with that, only because I think – there are a lot of women, even if you look at from back in the day, there's baby pictures of Sue Bird and Brittany Griner holding basketballs like they've played basketball their whole life. I play basketball. All my family, members, you know, like we all play basketball. So I don't know if it's fair to say that men do it more or that even at the lower schools, that they're more talented than the women. But I don't know. I'll have to wait and see what the viewers have to say about that. So moving on to our next topic, TCU. We talked about it last episode, how they're plagued with injuries. They had to cancel two of their upcoming games because they didn't have enough good players that were healthy and that could play. So they had their open tryouts. They've added four new players since the open tryouts. One of the players, she's a TCU volleyball player. But in high school, she played basketball and she won a state championship with her basketball team. So she was always a dual sport athlete. The other three players, every single one of them also won state championships in high school. So people online are like, you guys just had high school champs just walking around campus casually. And so I do think it's interesting how when they needed players, it was almost a joke to an extent like, aha, they're having open tryouts. But then when they had the open tryouts, they got really talented people who know the game, know how to play. And then they won their first game 66 to 60. What do you think about
1: that? Um I didn't watch the game, but it's a great task. I mean, you got what four walk-on players. Uh, I don't know how long those players played or anything like that. Uh, but to overcome that and to beat a conference foe, I mean, they're both in the Big 12, so they beat mm-hmm. a conference comp- they won a conference game. Hey, that's a good win. They won by six points in the conference game at home so that's another good sign as well uh and they played pretty efficient from what i'm looking at right here they made the free throws and they shot almost 50 percent from the field so it's a good
0: win i think it was really nice for that to be their first game back and i feel as though now throughout the rest of the season or even throughout like if they go to the march madness tournament it's gonna show they're gonna be like a cinderella story and everybody's gonna be like oh yeah like Yo, no, TCU it definitely boosted their fan base because people love watching the underdogs and to root for them. And so this just gave them even more of a reason to be on their side.
1: Yeah. Yep. They got a they got their next conference game. They play Texas Tech. So um at Texas mm-hmm. Tech. So we're gonna see how that carries over to a road game. It's a lot easier to play at home than on the road, especially in conference.
0: So let's dive a little bit. I know this is a college basketball show, but we're going to talk about high school basketball really quick. This past week, they just announced the McDonald All-American rosters. So I got to shout out all these girls that I've personally worked with at overtime, Uh, but then also some that I'm just a fan of their game. So on the East, they got Kendall Dudley, who's headed to UCLA. Joyce Edwards, who is the top player at her position. She's headed to South Carolina. That's the girl Dallas who went viral when she was picking between LSU in South Carolina, but then she chose SC because they created her major for her. We got Zam Jones, who's going to do 360 tricks and is the coolest player to watch ever. Then out of the West, we got Jelani Cambridge, Justice Carlton, Miara O'Neal, who's Shaq's daughter, McKinley Randolph out of Sierra Canyon, who is Zach Randolph's daughter. I'm excited for this game. I think this is... Not the first time, but probably like the third time when I've genuinely known the high school athletes that were going to be playing. I think it's different when you go and you're just like, oh, I'm just here to support the game. But since I do follow them, I'm excited to see how they're all going to play, especially knowing that some of the girls know each other and they have like a friendly competition. And they're like, oh, I'm about to break your ankles, you know, stuff like that. So I'm excited to see the games. Uh, are you familiar with some of the players on the boy side?
1: Uh yeah, Cooper Flag is a monster. <laughs> <Cooper laughs> he's
0: seven, Flagg, what one?
1: Yeah, he's huge. Can handle the ball, play off the dribble. He can do pretty much everything, and uh, he's really the truth. Like, there's no, that's no cap, none of that stuff. Like, it's not no hype train, dude. Is the <laughs> truth. Like, he can do everything. Uh, I'm very excited to see him play. Moving
0: on, tonight is kind of like the Super Bowl of women's college basketball before the championship before the tournament starts we have LSU versus South Carolina it's going to be a crazy game I'm not sure if you saw but the Ohio State Iowa game that recently they said was the most watched women's basketball game in 14 years it had Mm -hmm. over three million viewers And so I think this game is probably going to beat that record for sure because people have been talking about this for weeks. South Carolina is still undefeated. LSU is the reigning champs. So I got to ask, what do you think is going to happen in this game if you were to give a quick preview?
1: Okay, so they basically have the game at South Carolina being an eight-point favorite, seven-and-a-half-point favorite, Uh, and LSU is the home team. So that's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. It's telling you that. Uh, the talent level of South Carolina is projected to be way better than LSU's uh, talent level uh, because home court usually give you about three points. So they're basically saying that South Carolina is about 10 points better than LSU. It's pretty surprising, right? You would think with all the talent LSU got, it would be more of a pick 'em. I think that's just really a statement to how good the South Carolina team is this year Um, and some of the problems that this LSU team is having. They got the score at projected around 150 points, so they do think it will be an up-and-down game, which makes sense for the talent level stacked on each team. I mean, both teams basically have all-star teams. Uh, So it definitely should be a pretty good game to watch. I do lean South Carolina. Um, I think they're going to win the game. Uh, But – if you want to make some money, you can take LSU at plus two seven. You can almost get three times your money if LSU wins that game and they at home. So,
0: I'm going to take South Carolina as well. However, I do think that some players, I hope, let me say this, I hope that some of the players are able to showcase themselves very well. I think South Carolina, they are undefeated. LSU, we've seen they've been struggling for a while. Even from their first game when they lost, we were all like, whoa, okay, this is not that same championship team. But it's not, you know? And so South Carolina, they did lose some of their star players, like them not having Leah Boston. But their bench has always been a very, very strong bench. And so now that these bench players are able to start – it's like we're just giving them their time, but they're next up, you know, so it doesn't you can't really tell that they're missing pieces because they have so many pieces that they're just pulling out of their back pocket. So I'm excited to see Camilla Cordozo. I always talk about her. She's my favorite big out there, her and Cameron Brink. But I'm excited to see how she's out there. If She's going to be given Angel the work. Um, but I also think Michaela Williams out of LSU. She's very clutch. And so when we talk about who's gonna be freshman of the year, we often mention Juju Watkins, um, Hannah Hidalgo. Some people mention Malaysia Full Wiley, but I think Michaela should be in that conversation. She's a very strong player and she makes important points. Like when it matters, she's always gonna knock down a couple of threes. So I'm excited for the game. I'm gonna have my popcorn ready. I do think South Carolina's gonna win, but last year, I literally said, I think South Carolina is going to win, and then LSU won. And the comment section on overtime ate me up. And they're like, "Well, this this didn't age well. This aged like old milk. What was that?" And I'm like, "Okay, like you guys, no one knew that was going to happen." So, I'ma say SC, but we really don't know. The SEC is a very tough conference.
1: For sure, very very tough and they got Angel reset uh 18 and a half points what you think you think she goes over 18 and a half or under 18 and a half
0: I think realistically I'm going to base it off of the past so I do think Angel has worked a lot on her game I talked to her about this before she was saying that she was working on um the, her perimeter work and her jump shot but the last time they played Angel had a double double every single game last season and then once they played South Carolina that ended So South Carolina, they do a very good job of defending her and kind of taking the ball out of her hands. I don't see her going over 18. I do think that she understands the pressure, though, and she understands all the eyes so that she will show up. Um, I think realistically, like, sometimes she even brings the ball up instead of Haley. So I think she would would perform well. I'm not giving her 19 points, though.
1: Yeah, not against that team, right? <laughs> That's tough. That's pretty tough against that team.
0: Do you think she'll do that or no?
1: I would I would lean under if I had to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Not against South Carolina.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait next week to come back and see if we were right, if we were wrong. Did you see that these tickets – for this game, they're reselling for over $3,500.
1: Yes, yes, I did see that. I saw it uh, this morning, actually. That's crazy. Uh, I guess it's must-see CTV. It definitely is, actually. It's not, I guess. It is is CTV. It should be a pretty good game. You know, uh, these teams really don't have teams that push them that much. So when they get to play against each other, a lot of people want to see it. And it's just so much superstardom and everything like that. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to see the game. I'm actually going to tune in this one.
0: I think it's also interesting, there was a stat that I read and it was specifically talking about LSU, but it was showing how anytime LSU plays someone, the ticket sales shoot up. Like when they're at the away games, their ticket sales shoot up because people are excited to see the LSU show. But that same thing can be said with South Carolina this season, last season, the season before that, you know, so... It's going to be interesting because, of course, these tickets are going to be high. It's the two teams that everyone's wondering what's going on, what's going to happen. I don't have the money to go pay for that. So like you said, I'm going to be on the couch, but definitely tuned in. And I'm hoping that I could watch WNBA Twitter because people are always tweeting about it, and they're saying exactly what we think. They're reposting clips that we might have missed, and they're like, this was a spot. This was a charge. So I'm excited for it. For sure. All right, let's get into some upsets. This past week, there was a big upset. Ohio State upset Iowa. And this kind of shows the point that a lot of people have been saying. So Ohio State upset Iowa. Caitlin Clark had 45 points, though. So she still did have a great game. But Cody of Iowa State, she had 33 points and 12 points rebounds ohio state ended up winning 100 to 92 in overtime did you watch this game and what did you think about it
1: i watched some of it i didn't watch it all uh i know Iowa was up and then i checked back again they had lost uh i know clark i think they're like oh and five when he's when she scores like a ridiculous amount of points If i'm not mistaken, i think it's like oh and five when she scores 40 or more or something like that uh it just goes to show you that, like, one player just can't win in basketball. Mm-hmm. You could like, give your team a boost to do things like that, but it's not just a one-player game. It takes five, uh, just like the old NBA commercial used to say. Um, and you can't just win with just one player having a ridiculous performance. So uh, maybe she should pass a little bit more.
0: <laughs> and even when <laughs> when you looked at the clips from the game, she wasn't playing defense. She was just standing there watching. She was like, oh, my God, they just scored again. Oh, my God, they just scored again and then rush them and get back. But you, you have to at least stand in front of them. Like, just at least get in front of them. Put your hands up. You don't have to lock them down. But she wasn't even trying on defense because she's just so focused on offense, so focused on scoring. And her other teammates, they didn't really – they they don't have to show up as much because Kate, they rely on Caitlin. To run the offense, but in a situation like this, when someone can play defense on Caitlin, and then Caitlin doesn't return it. Yeah, she's losing. Exactly. So shout out Cody. She had a very great game, and she's a beast. I asked Paige Beckers last season who's one player that she plays against that she thinks is underrated, and she said Cody. And so I'm happy to see her get this shine this season. And it was against a, a big team, so everybody was reposting it. And I think she deserves to have that light shine on her.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, my upset for this week would be Utah. Uh, they actually ended up with two upsets this week. They beat USC first, and Alyssa Pilly had 37 and six rebounds. And then they went to play UCLA and they upset at UCLA 94 to 81. They were at home for this game, of course. Utah was, but they won by 13 in overtime. To win by 13 in overtime is crazy to me, like, because it's not that <laughs> long of a period. So they won 22 to 9 in overtime. They just didn't miss in overtime, basically, uh, mm-hmm. to win that game. And as a uh, conference play as well. So number 20 took down number five. Now Utah is moved up in the rankings, I'm sure. Uh, take it down two pretty good schools in the California. And yeah, that's my upset team of the week since they pulled off two of them.
0: I'm not going to say that I always root for the underdog, but one thing I will say is that it's beautiful to watch these big media companies. They're like, yeah, USC is killing it. UCLA is undefeated. They talk about them a lot and they weren't giving as much attention to Utah, but Utah, they had their head on straight. They came in into the game saying, all right, It's an even match, so let's go out there and do what we need to do. So if we're going to knock off that first Cali team and then knock off the second team, like you said, they're going to move up in the ranks. But people are also going to start paying attention to them a little bit more. So I definitely love—I don't love that the Cali teams lost whatsoever because I like both teams. It's a little strange, actually, that once UCLA they went from undefeated to losing multiple games. You know, so I think that shows a little bit about their schedule because once conference play started. They started to drop down, you know? Yeah. Let's get into athlete of the week. You already kind of gave the description of mine. I was going to say Alyssa Pilly from Utah. Just because she was able to lead her team in both of those games and show up, I found that to be very impressive. So Alyssa Pilly is my athlete of the week. Dallas, who's yours?
1: Mine is uh, Deja Kelly, Uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, They also just upset Louisville. Uh, they won that game 79-68. to Louisville is ranked number 13 in the country. North Carolina is now ranked number 23 in the country. I'm pretty sure it's going to move up. They had a pretty good week. But Deja this week, she had 27 against Georgia Tech, five rebounds, four assists in that game. And then against Louisville in the upset win, she had 23, 2, and 6. Uh, okay. we've been playing outstanding. Her and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend has actually been playing like uh, the top point guard in the country. Uh, Arjun mm-hmm. Davis for North Carolina. So I feel like that's kind of cool, a little love and basketball situation Great. going on. Yeah, you know. Uh, so uh, she's balling and it's, it's pretty cool to see it because she's been in college uh, for a while now. And just to see her being able to lead the team is more than just her on the court stuff. She's, you could see the emotional leader for the team and just. Mm-hmm that, uh, making sure everyone's on track and just the toughness she brings to that team as well um, makes them actually a sleeper Mm
0: -hmm. in the
1: tournament. Uh, I think they can upset some teams.
0: I think that's why it's important to have a vet you know, because it's not just, like you said, about what happens on the court. You need someone off the court who's gone through these things that has this experience so that she can keep an eye out on everything and help their team overall. There was one thing that you said, though, that I thought was interesting. You said that They upset Louisville. Yes. Where did you say they're ranked now? 15? Louisville is ranked number 13. 13. So I think it's interesting how realistically Louisville was a top team last year, right? They had a lot of attention on them. They went pretty far in the tournament, and they were led by Haley Mm VanLand. Now that she's gone and she's at LSU, she's not really putting up those numbers, getting those minutes, and I'm starting to wonder what's really going on because when she was at that, the other team, she was able to lead them, get points, get clips. And then now at LSU, it's not any of that realistically. And when we do talk about highlights, we're not really mentioning Haley at all. What do you think it is about? Do you think that it just wasn't as much talent at Louisville and that's why she was able to shine? Or do you think she's just having a hard time adjusting to the LSU roster or to Coach Mulkey?
1: Um uh- I mean, when players go to different places, it, there are only very, very special players that could just mold into any situation. Mm-hmm. Everything has to work. The chemistry has to work. And you have to fit the system of the team. So I'm I'm guessing she just doesn't fit the system as well at LSU. And the system isn't revolved around her like it was in Louisville. Louisville, right. everything is put around to her strengths. So the, the team is uh, built, and the players that are playing on the court at the same time, are to help Haley's strengths because you know this is your best player. At LSU, it's not going to be the same. The players that are playing are just going to be out there playing because we're just, we have an extreme talent level. That's why it's the, not always the team that has the best players that win the championship. It's a team that has the best players along with the chemistry, with the coaching, with the team morale. Everything has to go into one to create wins and create successful seasons for teams and players.
0: If I'm a star player, what do you think it takes for an LSU to recruit me from a team where the entire offense is centered around me?
1: Uh, I want just to back win.
0: They're reigning champs. I want to win. If yeah. you want
1: to win, that's what you do. You sacrifice. You sacrifice to win. That's that's what just what comes with the game of basketball. You might not be able to put up the same amount of numbers on this team. You might not be able to do this, but now you have opportunity to win. Uh, and when you're that player, when you're really that player that is needed, that can't be stopped, for instance, when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, Warriors didn't need Kevin Durant all season, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff, but when it got to that time where it's like, oh, man, they stopping us, now the king get the ball, and you know what I'm saying, and It's like, and he takes over the game, and you see the, the talent gap where it's like, oh, shit, we're in trouble now. Kevin Durant is here, and he's on that. So uh, that's, that's maybe during the tournament time when it becomes that time and the other players for LSU are getting stopped. Now it's, it's Haley's time. That might come. No. We don't know until the season is over.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I'm going to keep an eye out at least tonight for sure because South Carolina, they're typically able to stop most teams and they have a very strong defense. So I'm going to see if they, what they do with Haley tonight. Because that might show a little bit about what'll happen in the future in the tournament.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, Dallas, as our sports betting experts, would you like to give our audience a free pick for today, Thursday?
1: Yeah, okay. This is what we're gonna go with. I've been I'm gonna give you two today, just because oh, yeah, because Marvin Bagley for the Washington Wizards has been a lock for the last what three games he got traded from the detroit pistons and i've just been taking his rebounds over it's been like four and a half four and a half uh i'm not sure if they posted it yet since he's a bench player they usually post his rebounds a little bit later but his his rebounds have been like four and a half and he's got like 15 10 9 and they keep it at four and a half because he's off the bench but he's he's a double double machine literally uh, they play against the Utah Jazz tonight. Utah has a lot of size, but since he's coming in with the bench crew, he'll be able to get some boards. Uh, so that's the one that I can't tell you for sure right now until it pops up. And the actual play that I'm going to give is I'm going to go to the Golden State Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings. Golden State is off a of back-to-back. They played their first game since their assistant coach died. Uh, Yesterday, they won in a blowout blowout fashion against the Atlanta Hawks, but I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox to score 25. It's minus 200, so you probably just got to find something to put it with, but I feel like it's a solid parlay piece. Uh, Fox destroys the Warriors every time he plays them, and he's off to a slow start to this year, Uh, but... The way that game is going to be, is going to be up and down, up and down. And the Warriors do a good job of stopping Sabonis. They do a good job of slowing down Keegan Murray. And Keegan Murray doesn't shoot as well uh, on the road as he does at home. So – it's going to be the Fox takeover, I think, tonight. Like the fourth quarter, yeah. they're down, trying to get back. He's going to be trying to get to the bucket. He's going to try to shoot three. He's going to hit his mid range. He's going to take at least 20 shots. And if Fox takes 20 shots, he's scoring 25 points. So he's probably going to score 30 tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if he put up 30.
0: All right. And I think, well, actually, I know our free picks for this show specifically we are five and one.
1: Yeah, five and one.
0: Five and one. That's crazy. So if you listen to this show and if you listen to Dallas, you would have made a lot of money by now. Thank you so much for the free pick, Dallas. And thank you for joining me today. We will see you guys in episode seven. All
1: right.